Hey everyone, welcome to Tom French Preaching. This is the podcast of me, Tom French, preaching. I'm a guy who lives in Melbourne and does Bible talks for youth and other people around Australia and all over the internet. To celebrate the release of my new book of devotions on Ephesians for the next little while here on the podcast, I'm going to be releasing talks through the entire book of Ephesians. These talks have been preached in church services, on camps, and in other contexts, and some of them are as old as 2015, some as recent as 2022. Some have been on the podcast before, and some of them are brand new. If you like the talks, hopefully you'll love the devotions. There are 40 days of readings, and they'll take you through the entire book of Ephesians. You can order the book now by heading to tomfrench.com.au forward slash Ephesians. All right, that's all for now. I hope you enjoy the talk. I am someone who is somewhat gullible and uh, easily deceived. Uh, I trust people and it doesn't always work out well for me, particularly uh, when I have traveled overseas uh, pre-COVID. This has been a problem for me. I get picked up by fake taxi drivers. I head to, to... fake tourist attractions. I spend my money on things which I should not spend my money on. Uh, one time it happened to me was when I had been traveling uh, with my parents. Uh, we had gone over to Guatemala to see my sister who was working over there and we were on our way back and we uh, stopped in LA and uh, we had about three, four hours to kill in LA and so we were like, well, I was like, I've never been to the United States before so I want to see some of it. I want to see the land of the movies and so we went to the woman uh, who was working at the airline desk and said, we've got like this time, uh, where can we go where we can have a quintessential LA experience and get back to the airport in time for our flight? And was like, well, you can probably get to Venice Beach fairly quickly from here. You can catch a taxi and then you'll get there and, and then you can have a good time. Like, Great, we'll do that. We got a taxi. The taxi wasn't yellow, which was disappointing. It was green and white which was okay, but, you know, not yellow. But anyway, we traveled there. We got to Venice Beach. This is a beach that you often see in the movies uh, where, you know, it's like there's like bodybuilders who are, you know, at at Muscle Beach where they do a lot of chin-ups and pushing up weights. And then people often, you know, you see shots of people rollerblading down the the boardwalk or footpath, but boardwalk because it's the United States. There's palm trees. So we sat down and we had had a meal and I was very excited to eat a burger and fries in America, and then we walked down the boardwalk for a bit, and this man came up to us, and uh, he was like, hey, I'm a gangster rapper from Compton, and I was like, you're a gangster rapper from Compton? He's like, I am, and uh, he was like, do you like to buy a CD of my music? Because this was in the days of CDs, and uh, I was like, well, I don't know, and he's like, I'm a gangster rapper from Compton, and I was like, well, and he's like, I'm up and coming, I'm going to be famous, I'm like, well, I don't know about that, but if you do become famous and I have bought your CD, then I will be able to say, I bought your music before anyone knew you, you famous gangster rapper from Compton in LA, and so I was like, oh, maybe, and he's like, just, I'll give it to you for just $20, and I will sign it, I was like, whoa, that's a good deal. And so then I was like, all right, I'll do it. And so I gave him my 20 American dollars and uh, he signed it for me. We got a photo with him, uh, which is 
There it is. And uh, that's me with the CD and my parents and gangster rapper from Compton. And uh, I was very happy with what I bought. Then we got back on the plane, flew home. And then uh, when we got home, I realized I'm not really into, um, into gangster rap, funnily enough. I, I know I look like a guy who's into gangster rap, but I am not. And so I thought, I'll just give it to my friend because I was the great gift giver then. And I gave him the CD. I was like, this is a gift I got for you in LA. He's an up-and-coming gangster rapper. And he was like, I don't like gangster rap either. I was like, well, you will after you listen to this. And so then he put it on and then he came back to me and he was like, Tom, there was nothing on that CD. <laughs> It's a blank CD. I pay, I've, I've had bought the most expensive blank CD that people have bought for a long time. And, uh, and I was very pleased, actually, because, like, what's more gangster than that? <laughs> and uh, I was happy to be deceived by that man. <laughs> but, uh, <coughs> excuse me, one of the issues uh, that, we, that was there is that I was immature uh, in the ways of walking the boardwalks of L.A., uh, but if I was more mature, I would have spotted the scheme and I would not have fallen into his trap. And uh, in Christianity and following Jesus, we can be immature people and be deceived by others. Uh, what the Bible teaches us is that when we become Christians, we move from death to life. Jesus gives us new life. Or as Jesus also talks about it, we are born again. But when we begin our spiritual journey with Jesus, we are infants. And it's really, you notice when you, you have an infant that they are easily deceived. And they're not very discerning about what they do with their time. And particularly, they're not very discerning with the things that they put in their mouth. I have an infant. She will put anything in her mouth, which is why we don't give her like a bottle of vodka and be like, just don't drink that. And we don't let her play in the cleaning cupboard. And we're like, well, you know, she'll be wise enough not to drink the Windex. No, we don't do that because she is not discerning. And if you spend time with new Christians, you've noticed that they're usually not that discerning about the, the teaching that they listen to and the things that they engage with. And so it can be really interesting. Often I have young Christians who come up to me like, I just found this great preacher on the internet. I was like, really? Tell me about it. I was like, well, you, did you know that when, they, when the aliens built the pyramids, that actually they hung around and they were building the pyramids, not here on earth, but on Mars, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And when Moses led the people out of Egypt, he was actually leading humans on a spaceship to earth. And that's how humans got to earth. And Jesus is an alien who has come from space to tell us the way home to Mars. I'm like, really? We probably should talk a little bit about where you are getting your biblical information. And it's fine. I don't stress too much about it because they're new Christians. However, when someone who has been a Christian for 40 years comes up to me and says, let me tell you about the aliens who created the pyramids, then I know that we have some problems. And immature Christians can stay immature for a long time. And then the church gets into trouble. So a lot of our disunity in the church is because people have been listening to the wrong teaching, teaching that is not 
helpful for them and not helpful for the church. You only need to look at what's gone on in the church over the last two years, the conspiracy theories that people have been listening to and, and dressing up as biblical to see how much problems it has caused in the church. It is easy to be deceived if we do not mature as Christians. So how do we mature as Christians so that we will not be deceived? So that we will not be tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every <coughs> excuse me, wind of teaching and by cun- the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful schemes. How do we do that? Well, the first thing that we see is that God has given us people to help us mature. The, as we talked about earlier, the apostles and the prophets and the evangelists and the pastors and teachers are given to us by God to mature us. And so we need to spend time listening to those people who God has given us to lead us so that they can help us to figure out what is truthful and what is not, what is deceitful and what is not, what is biblical and what is not. Now, because you can go on the internet, and that's often where people find all their crazy teaching these days, you can go there and you can find all sorts of stuff. But these are not people that you know, and you cannot look at their life. You cannot see if they are people who are humble, and people who are gentle, and people who are patient. You cannot see if they are people who really do love Jesus. You cannot see if these people who are mature and people who are biblical and spend time actually trying to live like Jesus. But you can see it for the people who are in your church. You can much easier see if someone is deceitful because you see their life day in and day out as you are the body of Christ together. And so the first place you should turn for when you want to figure out if some teaching is useful and helpful is the people that God has given you to work that out. And that doesn't just mean that the only person you listen to is Andrew. And now you should listen to Andrew, but he might start preaching about the aliens at some point in time. <laughs> and if he does do that, then you need the other people who have also spent time maturing to be able to say, listen, Andrew, thank you, that's great, but uh, we're going to call the Archbishop. And... <laughs> And there are other people who God has given to us so that together we might be matured. The other thing we see in this passage is it says, instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. And so one of the ways that we mature is through the truth spoken in love. Now, because this says speaking the truth in love, but it's written to a whole church, that means that some people are going to be the ones speaking the truth in love, and others are going to be the ones who have to hear the truth spoken in love. And it's not always going to be there's always just the speakers, there's always just the listeners. But for, if you are immature, then before you are able to speak the truth in love, you must be able to listen to the truth spoken in love. And so firstly then, we need to think about, well, what is the truth? How do we listen to God's truth? How do we make sure that we are not deceived? Well, we make sure that what is given to us is biblical, that God's word is taught faithfully. We all have Bibles that we can read for ourselves. 
There's often, it's often that I talk to people and semi-regularly I find people who have been Christians for years and years but haven't read their whole Bible. So if you haven't read your Bible, you should read your Bible. It's here and it's free. And I mean, you can buy one if you want to. There's some very nice ones at Kurong, but there's some on the wall there. And if you take one home, I'm sure no one will get too angry at you. And if you really want to, you can find one on the internet or you can find a Gideon and they'll give you one as well. Not a man called Gideon, but people with the Gideon. You know them? They hand out free Bible. Anyway, read your Bible. I know that when I first read the Bible all the way through, I was amazed. I was like, this is, there's a whole story in here. There's a storyline. It's not just, you know, interesting quotes dropped here and there and a few inspiring stories, but there's a story of God's big story of what he has been doing in the world, about how he created his people and how we rebelled against him, but he's been calling us back to himself and he sent his son Jesus to die and to rise again. And one day he's coming back and he's going to remake the world. There is a big story there, and you only just fully discover it when you read the whole thing and you get captured by the beauty of God's Word. So read it and listen to other people who have read it and will teach it to you. Spend time with those people who are the pastors and the teachers who will teach God's Word to you. And you can even put in the work to go and do more work to figure it out. You can go to Bible college. You don't even have to go to Bible college so that you can work for the church. You can go to Bible college just so you can grow in your knowledge of Jesus. I'm at Bible college uh, not because it'll give me a job. I've already got a job. I'm just there because it will help me to grow in my knowledge of Jesus. They're not even going to pay me more when I finish my degree, which is very disappointing. I'm just paying money, but I get to know more about Jesus. You can do it at Mauling College or YouthWorks College or you know my college in Melbourne. They'll let you do it online if you want to. It's, there's lots of ways that you can grow in your knowledge of the Bible. When you hear teaching, ask the question, is it truthful? And how do you know if it's truthful? It's truthful because it lines up with what is written in God's Word. And it lines up not with just what the words say, but what with other people who are mature, responsible Christians say, this is what God's Word says. Because together we discover what God's truth is, and together we are mature And so we don't get one person leading us off on some weird tangent. So that's the first thing. We need to figure out the truth. But the second thing is we need to figure out if things are loving. Because truth can be spoken, but it doesn't always mean that it is loving. So one of the, the next question you need to ask when you hear teaching is, who does this teaching cost? Does it cost me or does it cost the speaker? Now, there are plenty of people who are willing to do Bible teaching and for it to cost you to hear it. I mean, it's very easy to pick some of them because they'll be like, this is what the Bible says and give me $100 and your gift will be uh, given back to you a hundredfold. And they're easy to spot. They're usually on Channel 10 at about 5 a.m. on Sunday mornings. (laughs) But not all teachers are that easy to spot. People will stand up the front and give you teaching that is, that is just there to glorify themselves or is there to, uh, to get their own influence or their own power or to push their own agenda. But then there are people who will teach you even though it will cost them, but they will give of themselves to you. 
so that you might know Jesus better, that they will walk the hard yards of seeking to be faithful and trying to understand what the Bible teaches, and they will ask nothing in return. And, if, and when you find those people, then listen to them because they love you by giving God's word to you. And then the last question to ask is, does it glorify Jesus? Now, not all teaching that you hear has to glorify Jesus. And what I mean is there are going to be some people who are not Christians, but they have good, helpful things to say. All truth is God's truth. But don't expect, you know, the non-Christian podcast that you listen to to suddenly be like, and let me tell you about Jesus. There is good teaching for pe- that comes from people who aren't Christians. You don't have to spend your whole life in the Christian bubble. So listen to all sorts of people who are telling you truthful things. But if you have someone who claims to be Christian, but all they seem to be doing is glorifying themselves, or all they seem to be doing is pushing a political agenda or an ideological agenda, or, or, or trying to you know, sign you up to some scheme or get you on their team, but it's not about Jesus then don't listen to them. There has been a podcast uh, that was kind of famous uh, recently about a, a church in the US. And if you know what I'm talking about, then you know that you'll know the church that I'm talking about, but I won't tell you about it because you know, this is more about me, this story, than about this one. But there was a man who was, uh, became a big preacher. And uh, he, was, he was a very funny man, and he was very forceful in his teaching, he had insights into the Bible that a lot of people hadn't heard before. He was very popular with young men. And, uh, and he uh, was sometimes quite aggressive in the way that he taught and sometimes quite misogynistic in the things that he said. And I heard about him uh, when I was working here and I had a friend in the US and they said, oh, you should listen to this preacher. And so I listened to him and I'm like, oh, this guy's pretty good. Like he teaches the Bible pretty well. And I was like, some of the stuff I'm, you know, like, oh, I don't think it's that great. But I'm like, I can just ignore that stuff because some of his jokes are very funny. And so, you know, it's funny. They must be a good preacher. And so, and so I listened to him more. And then I started telling other people about him. I told some people in this church. I was like, oh, you should listen to him. They listened to him. And like, oh, yeah, he's pretty good. And he got quite popular uh, with some of the people in this church, and I started noticing it was popular with people in other churches. And, and I only kind of noticed that there was starting to be a problem when I, I went and taught on a camp, and there were these young men who'd been listening to him, and they were very, very clear about the role of men and women, and the, the men should be like this, and women should be like this, and they wouldn't listen to anything other than what this person had said. And what I thought was, you know, interesting biblical teaching and you could kind of filter out the stuff that I didn't really like, I realized that it it wasn't working for everyone and it actually wasn't working for me either. That even though I was like, I'll get rid of the stuff I don't like, some of the stuff that actually I didn't like was still filtering into the things that I was believing and that I was saying. And so I I needed to see uh, that this man was not helpful and he was actually just all about his own power and his own fame. And then when you look at what happened to him, in the end, his church collapsed because he was seen to be someone who was a bully and someone who was all about his own fame. And, uh, and a lot of people had a lot of problems in their faith because, uh, because he was a deceitful teacher. 
But we weren't mature enough to understand that. And I wasn't mature enough to, to notice it and to have the red flags and to say, we're not going to listen to this guy. And so we need to be paying attention so that we are not deceived. But when we are people who listen to, to truth in love, we will be made mature. And then we will be made mature so we then can speak the truth in love. That means that we aren't just people who love to speak truth. I know that when I'm lying in bed at night and I think about what other people have done to me and I think about how I'm going to see them next, then I become a real truth lover. And I'm going to tell them what the Bible actually says and I'm going to tear them a new halo. And I, uh, and I, and I, I really want to just tell them the, the truth. And some of us are truth people and we really want to be able to tell people off because it makes us feel good. And we, we might say everything true, but we don't do it in a loving way. And some of us are the love people, and I'm actually more like this, because when I wake up in the morning and I actually see that person who I want to tell the truth to, I'm actually like, oh, well, actually, uh, well, let's all just get on and be friendly. And I don't tell them, actually, what you did hurt me. And I don't have the humility and the gentleness and the patience and the love for them to sit down and gently talk to them about what they did to me or how what they're doing is unhelpful for them or for the church. But if we have people who are willing to pay the cost of telling the truth in love, so that it costs them to say, this is what the Bible teaches, this is what I see in your life, and this is how I love you enough to tell you and love you enough to walk with you to help you to mature, uh, then we will have people who speak the truth in love. We can be those people if we are matured by others and by God's word and by Jesus himself, and then we are willing to speak the truth in love to others. And the promise is that as we do this, then we will mature. And so we want to seek that maturing because as we mature, then we get to play our role in the body of Christ. If one part of our body did not mature properly, then we would not be able to play, our body would not be able to work as well as we could. Like if, if my hands never matured past baby hands, it would look funny and maybe slightly cute, but I'd have to carry everything like this. I couldn't carry things well and I was trying to get food into my mouth. It wouldn't be good. It'd be very good for like reaching into small places and picking stuff up, but I, I wouldn't be able to function properly as a person. If we do not put in the work to mature, if we're not willing to listen to truth spoken in love, we will not mature and we will not be able to play our role in the body of Christ. And so let's be willing to mature. Let's be willing to hear the truth spoken to us in love, even when that hurts us. Even when it means we have to stop listening to people that we really like listening to. And even when it means we have to spend time uh, with the people who know us and love us and are willing to look us in the eye and call our sin, sin. And love us through it. When willing to pay that cost, then we'll be matured and to become the people of Jesus. And when we do that, we grow in unity and we'll be able to be the people in the church that God has created us to be. If you are not a Christian, then what this means for you is that you are not yet an infant. The Bible teaches that anyone who has lived a life for themselves, not for Jesus, is in death. But Jesus has come so that we might have life. 
And not just life, but that we might be led into truth. He says he is the way, the truth, and the life. And if you want to stop being deceived by the lies of this world, if you want to start living the life you were created to live, then look to Jesus. And he will welcome you into his family. He will forgive you of your sins. And he will give you his truth and a mission to live his truth out with his people. If you are not a Christian, then Jesus has great things for you if you'll put your trust in him. And if you are a Christian, then what this means for you is that you are not yet fully matured, even if you are quite a mature person, but there is still growing for you to do. So be willing to be humble, be willing to be gentle, be willing to be patient, and let the truth spoken in love about who Jesus is and what he has done for you and what he wants to do in you change you so that you might mature and you might be able to speak the truth in love for others and all of us together will become the people that God has created us to be. How about I pray for us? Father God, we thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you that he lived a life of maturity and love. I pray that we will be people who are not easily deceived, but seek your truth. We are willing to listen to people who will pay the cost of speaking the truth in love so that we might be matured. I pray that we will be people who are willing to pay the cost of speaking the truth in love so that others might be matured. And in our maturity, that there will be unity and together we will be the people you call us to be and live out your mission in this world. Amen. Thanks for listening. I hope you love Jesus just that little bit more. If you want to get your hands on the Ephesians devotions, then head to tomfrench.com.au forward slash Ephesians. There you can also find my other books, videos, and plenty of other stuff. So feel free to check it out. And don't forget to give this podcast a rating and review wherever you get your podcast so that other people might be able to discover it too. Till next time. Have a good one.